0: you don't understand how great a three-person cast can be.
1: Well, the benefit is that it will be faster.
0: Wow, we're gonna go there are we? Okay well, we better get underway so we can get it over with
2: <laughs>
3: Here we. Welcome, to Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited?
2: I'm excited.
3: Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried.
2: Are you worried or excited? <laughs> An
3: invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative? The trailer made me
0: emotional.
3: Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse.
0: Oh my God, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so Uh, wet. Oh my God, it's coming. Trailer Park podcast, episode 146, I welcome a smaller contingent this evening. We're going to go with me, my cousin, as always, Daniel, and and his lovely wife, Amanda. And we're going to bang out some really great uh, back and forth for you this evening. Right, guys?
1: Yes. This is going to be top-notch content.
0: Yeah, well you
3: you only get perfection when you only have carvers hosting.
1: That's true. Woo! <clears throat>
0: yeah, this is a carver circle, It's a carver trifecta. Yeah. None of that mug blood. We're all about the pure race. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Um, we do have a bit of a housekeeping here tonight. I just have to Yeah. Just bit of housekeeping here. <clears throat> um the board wanted me to address an issue or a bit of a, a contradiction or hypocrisy, I guess we could say, regarding the constant attacks on the intern for attending a podcast and bailing in the middle of it and the recent debacle involving um, a, a complete abandoning of a scheduled podcast. I don't know if you guys want to speak to that at all. <clears throat> <laughs>
3: uh, the board?
2: <laughs> That's wow. correct. The okay, board.
1: so way to run and, and tattletale. Um <laughs> the board of directors about something as insignificant as like a minor scheduling change, okay?
0: Those snub-nosed elitists. I mean, guys, I I prepare for these podcasts in advance, and... First
1: of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google calendar, and and you build a following. It takes a long fucking time, and I've been working
2: on it for a while, okay?
0: So... (laughs) <laughs> um, that's from Bodies Bodies Bodies. I'm gonna talk about that later. It rings so true though. <laughs> what do we got here although let me let me read from my prepared script, although the one four six energy sometimes explores alone, it is primarily a relationship's energy. <laughs>
1: Every single one of these (laughs) is alone and together. Imagine a person
0: expressing 146 energy, Amanda. They're a team worker, yet have enough self-sufficiency to go it alone, should it become necessary. In fact, they do so once in a while by choice because they cherish alone time.
3: Yeah. Extrovert when it matters. Introvert also when it matters.
0: They steal themselves away from the group. But stay
3: soft and gooey, approachable.
0: <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. I look it up. It's called affinity numerology. I say 146 in, into the Google machine. I say 146 affinity numerology, and all of them do this. And they have elaborate little stories. There's fucking paragraphs and paragraphs. I just take the best part that I think is funny. Yeah, it's an incredibly elaborate way of saying absolutely nothing. Yeah yeah it's very amusing to me
1: what's most shocking about the whole thing though is that we're still in the 140s of this show i feel like we've been in 140 two three four for like a year and a half you have to
0: understand
3: i feel like nathan was pranking us for a while like like we were just like we did like three or four 145s (laughs) and i really have no no way of knowing because i forget trailers like while we're watching them
0: no (laughs) the reality was when we back in the day when we first started doing this uh, we were taking it very seriously, and we did a podcast religiously, push, push, push all the time, once every two weeks, and we chewed out, you know, what what is that, 52 weeks in a year, so 25-ish a year?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> then that slowed down when, you know, your lives got more interesting and my life stayed the same. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kind of went down to 12-ish once a month. Everybody was cool with that. Sometimes there's more than that. Probably more like 15-ish, 16-ish. And now it's totally like 12 if we're lucky because you never know when you're going to schedule a podcast and and someone's going to say, oh, is that tonight? And then it's going to... We're going to hear about it for the the next fucking many years. For the next
1: seven years we're going to hear about this.
0: Um, Well, yeah, that's a good point because we constantly bring it up with the intern. And that happened early, early, early in the first 30 episodes. We just don't let it go. Uh,
2: <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> also, the like destruction of the theater industry. Oh yeah, that played I, a role. Like, robbed us of
0: choices. Yeah, yeah there was yeah, less COVID hit and... less, less content. Good point. There was uh... But we were yes, all we were all locked up too. We were locked up. At least some of us, anyway. In up here in Canada, we were in lockdown, so so we couldn't go anywhere. So that would be an opportunity to do more of it, but we didn't. So it tells you how much. They, you know, they locked down the theaters. There's nothing out. We had to wait for a long time, and then what was it? Unhinged? Russell Crowe broke the, yes. <laughs> broke through the barrier. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What, we're were gonna we gonna, do what were we going to do a podcast about? We'd have to change the format or change the contents of the subject. But anyway. I think we should uh, get into the roundtable. There's probably a lot to talk about. Yep. <clears throat> Especially the 5090s. I don't know how many of the cool billion are still listening. And if you are still listening um if you're aware of the new 5090s but Amanda has a list of 5090s movies that she's going to pound out in lieu of this burdenless nonsense cuz we tried to resurrect the burden list and Daniel was like what what, what are we doing? Well, I don't care. So, that's not going to fly. <laughs> that's not going anywhere. So, but the 5090s Also, also this is, is
3: more interesting because Amanda has this bizarre hole in her viewing history of 90s films that like are movies that even people that don't know
0: movies or care about movies have seen yeah and some of them are on your shelf yes so let's uh
3: (laughs) it's literally within arm's reach and she's like "Ah, i never got around to it it's back to
0: the future yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) she hasn't seen back to the future what
1: (laughs) No. no of course i've seen that
0: okay all right that's 80s uh let's walk over to the round table So I think just an open forum, really, I've watched a couple of movies that I'm going to talk about, but primarily I know Amanda's nailed down quite a few 50-90s. So Amanda, why don't you lead the way and then we'll just uh, fumble our way through this.
1: Okay. So I have a a very comprehensive list that Nathan curated for me of 90s movies that I've somehow never seen and he felt was critical to my existence. (laughs) Some things made it on here that I would have never expected, and vice versa. Um, we, can, we can. I, I would love to
0: talk about the selection process. If you have movies that you think should have been there or you expected to be there, I'm going to tell. I'll tell you my honest evaluation of why they're not.
1: Um, well, I can't really remember offhand what I sort of expected to see and didn't, so I'd have to think a bit more on that.
0: Well, I think Hunt for Red October is probably one of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I would have expected to see that.
0: I gave that a real shot. Like I started watching it. Hackers. Uh, I've seen
1: Hackers, though. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. She's seen Hackers. I was going to throw Hackers on there because Chelsea loves Hackers, but Amanda had already seen it. So I remember that. But Hunt for Red October is like, <laughs> fucked. I don't know. It's just, it's it should be. Like, if I tell you details about it, you'd be like, yeah, I would love to watch that, but you don't really. Like, it's boring. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's like, hey, you want to watch a movie where Sean Connery starts talking out in Russian? with subtitles with english subtitles and then they all just decide to start speaking english 20 minutes in no they do they're talking russian and then all of a sudden they're all talking english like it just kind of transformed and mutated for your ears because you are an english speaking person and it's released in an english speaking world and that sounds really funny but it's just kind of weird and then yeah, like it, full immersion it's like you as the audience member you
3: have suddenly learned russian
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: and now now yeah. you're hearing it yeah. as if you're a native
0: speaker yeah
2: that's great
0: yeah it's like you've learned russian yeah so it's just but i kept watching it and i was like man this movie's boring so there you go
3: yeah and shankai doesn't slap any women in it
1: not even, one. not even one so i will i will start with the first film that i watched from my list the first selection i made and i don't even know why i picked it um at well actually and then there's a funny story about me selecting it um the first movie i watched was sneakers and because i didn't look at the shelves in my media room i rented it on <laughs> amazon and then as i was sitting there i was like man the like quality like kind of sucks like, I don't know what the deal is. And then I literally just like looked, glanced to my left and saw it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also keep in mind, I rented it on Daniel's account. So he paid for a rental of a movie that he already owned. Um,
3: <laughs> like I walked in, I was like, that's exactly
1: what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> so but that prompted me, that prompted me to go through our shelves and pluck off everything that we do own from the list. Hmm. So that won't happen again. Um I loved sneakers sneakers was a a really fun movie. Great cast, great ensemble cast here. Um, What strikes me the most about the movie is that despite it being a heist flick um, and in theory, their lives are in danger. The movie never really gets out of like, I don't know, third gear. Like it never really, nothing ever seems all that panicked or, Mm-hmm. emergent everything just sort of seems to just kind of rock along at the same like yeah, energy it, level. It
0: stays in that gear the whole time.
1: The yeah. whole time. Yeah. Um but it's it's super fun and Man. Robert Redford is hilarious. There's a couple of scenes that are just hysterical like where he gets caught um in the guys like office stealing whatever the device thing and uh <laughs> fucking river phoenix and um um what's his name the blind guy Uh, uh, sydney poitier and and the blind guy are like feeding him lines to say (laughs) that are just so absurd (laughs) and to like calm this woman down and
0: great great (laughs) cast
1: the funniest scene
0: i was was bantering with daniel after you watched it about dan Aykroyd and his like conspiracy theory Uh, yeah Constantly, just matter of fact, like you're not going to talk about that again. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still alive.
2: Yeah. Do to do. Yeah.
0: Well, no, CIA didn't kill him. He's still alive. Yeah. Stuff like that. Just matter of fact stuff. just And he said, like, well, no, whatever. You know, you, you're not going to listen to me. That's fine. Yeah, just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Poitiers and the way Poitiers just like
3: tosses him off, like so annoyed. This is so like, yeah. I, I've, I love that movie and always have loved that movie. Um, but rewatching it with her, it was just like, man, this does have one of the greatest, like, cohesive ensembles. Mm-hmm. And, like, they all get along so well, at least on screen. I have no idea what the actual behind-the-scenes stuff is. But on screen, it looks like they're all so, they like, they've known each other for years.
0: I think if you made a list of movies where, like, old tech is involved, like, yeah. like how, how nostalgia overcomes issues like yeah. that. Like, you should watch a movie like that, and a younger person will be like, ugh like yeah. like snickering at them trying to sell this high tech nonsense that's clearly just like pixelated screens and if you're not old enough to recognize that shit then you're just like probably pretty dismissive of it but I wonder if sneakers could conquer a younger person because it is great on all levels except maybe that one issue
2: <clears throat> yeah
0: I, I think so I think if you got
3: a younger person maybe in their later teens that's like would that would that would understand like good banter yeah Mm -hmm. i think that they would enjoy it yeah
0: cool well make sure that your child is one of these people that appreciates nostalgia
3: oh she will definitely appreciate nostalgia fucking half of what she watches is is like somehow already related to her father's nostalgia and then uh she will most definitely respect good banter
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so okay excellent right out the gate with our list here sneakers two thumbs up then we watched together And thank God we watched it together because I don't, I I would have had fun with it, but I would have not had nearly as much fun uh, without Daniel watching single white female with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I think that put single white
0: female on there because I had heard you guys talk about it before that I wouldn't have necessarily put it on the list. If I hadn't been aware that I I believe Daniel had mentioned it before and there was just something about it that made me. Yeah. I I have the love for it. Not so much. Nathan.
1: Well, it is fantastic. It is so ridiculous. It's so 90s. I mean, so, it is so like dripping with 90s style, 90s mm-hmm. hair, 90s. Um, Jennifer uh,
0: Jason Lee is so creepy. Motifs, Relationships. Motifs,
1: relationships. Oh my God. The boyfriend. The. Uh,
0: Stephen Weber from Wings. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the like, you know, rapey boss client person. Yep. Um, which and is then, which
3: is what's his face from uh, you know, Biederman or whatever.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> but uh <clears throat> Jennifer Jason Lee, that first line that she that first line where you're like, Oh, she's crazy. What is it? She's like waiting in the dark for her to come home.
3: Yeah, she walks in and she's just like, Where the fuck were you? <laughs> yeah. <it's
1: like> <laughs> super <laughs> aggressive, super like uh. I mean, you wouldn't talk to someone. You wouldn't talk to someone you knew for a long time this way.
3: And and she had n- never even been anything but like, oh, my new
0: buddy, buddy roommate, yeah. until that moment.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: no, so they were the best.
0: They were the best of friends. They hit it off. They loved. They hit each other. it off. Yeah. Bridget everything Fonda was, was just enamored with her at the beginning.
1: Yeah, everything was all copacetic, and uh, then and then so you see that, and then she, then she murders the damn dog. I mean, huh. oh yeah, yeah.
0: Threw, threw it out the window, right? Yeah. yeah. Straight yeah. villain, yep.
1: And um yeah, it's just like <laughs> she's so just mm. like wildly crazy and The
0: dog that the boyfriend gave her.
1: No, she got the dog.
0: She got the dog. Oh.
1: Jennifer Jason Lee bought the dog for mm. what's her face. Yeah. And then she ended up killing it.
0: God. Because she because she spent
3: one night with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah.
1: Not <laughs> yeah, cuz she was like Getting back together with the... And she tried to frame the boyfriend, too, because, like, oh, he had been, like, working on the window, and she was like, I mean, if he had fixed the window like he was supposed to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she...
3: Once she, like, goes full psycho and...
1: Oh, like, it's just straight up impersonating her?
3: Yes. And then she goes over to her boyfriend's house oh, and pretends that, that
1: to be her? <laughs> pretends to be her, blows him. He figures out that it's not his girlfriend. As he's about to finish... And yet he still finishes in yep. this wow. so wow. like gross scene.
0: Daniel, you gotta you gotta finish.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he like recognizes her and he's like, What the hell? And then uh, he, she uh, just uh. Then she just goes back down. Yeah, and, and he like has the most elaborate, like softcore porn, ridiculous orgasm ever. Like just like <laughs>
2: uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
0: It reminds me I was watching The White Lotus. <clears throat> you guys seen The White Lotus? Uh uh-uh. uh HBO show. Uh it's actually a really good show. I'm going to recommend it to you guys because season 1's already done. You can just go watch all of it. It's <clears throat> about a resort and it shows you the uh people who are visiting the resort and people who are employees of the resort and um the second season's really starting to get good, but the first season was really great and Anyway, the reason why I thought about it was because you guys are talking about this softcore porn thing, and there's a there's a kid in there that's getting a blowjob, and and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come," Ah, ah!" and uh, and uh, and Chelsea was just like, "Ugh, (laughs) ugh," while
2: she was watching it.
0: So now I'm like,
2: "Oh, I'm gonna come, Uh, I'm gonna come."
0: (laughs) Anyway, like the um, opening of our show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like the opening of our show. Um, But yeah. Seriously, check out the White Lotus because there's this great this 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 character just can't let it go. He's he's like, this is not the room that we got that we paid for. We paid for the pineapple room, and he's like, keeps going to the guy, and you get to see like on the other side that the guy's like, yeah, we fucked up. We gave him the wrong room, but don't, just don't admit it. And they're just like playing this <laughs> back and forth throughout the entire season. He's just like, I can't believe this fucking guy. He knows he knows that it's the wrong room. They just, he gets get more and more frustrated, and they just keep like. Escalating their tension with each other—it's fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Sorry for the interruption.
1: That's okay. That's that's what this is all about. So, if you haven't watched *Single White Female* in a long time, I highly recommend that you revisit it because it is very fun. It is entertaining and silly, and and just really enjoyable. Um, I next watched *The American President*, starring Michael Douglas and Annette Bening. I really enjoyed this one. It's very pleasant. Is it like a must-see to me? Probably not, but it is. It is. It's a very sweet movie. Um, the only thing that's a little bit frustrating about about it is the way Annette Bening is initially portrayed. She comes in. She's hired as essentially a high-powered um, lobbyist to come in and get a deal done for the you know environmental lobby, whatever. But in like her first interaction with Michael Douglas, he like overhears her talking shit and she immediately just like crumbles, like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so embarrassed, I can't believe I did that, oh my god, and just like like acting like a teenage girl. And it's like that's not how someone in this job would ever respond in that situation. Mm-hmm. Even if she did feel bad and didn't want to, you know, do that, didn't want to offend anybody. One, she doesn't care. She's a fucking lobbyist.
0: She, bounces, two, she bounces she bounces back she, a bit. She
1: just double down. Um
0: doesn't she? She bounces back a bit and shows a lot of backbone against him later.
1: Later on. Yes.
0: She does. <clears throat> Lobby is but pretty savage though. Nineties. Yeah. Nineties. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that might be why there's a blackout for you in that area of time because yeah, the women characters were never, they were always subservient to men in those they were. movies. It could be also too, that she was just overwhelmed
3: at the notion mm. of being around Michael Douglas and the, his prowess
0: at, Conalengus,
1: is that what yeah. he's known for? It
0: yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's known for um, giving great tongue.
1: He, um...
0: girls, girls, when they get with Michael Douglas, they're less like,
1: oh, oh, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Decade of the lamp, 90s. Continue. Oh, I wanted to say that the American president gave birth to the West Wing TV show. Oh, Mar- okay. Martin Sheen was sense. went from being vice president to being president in the TV show, and they went nine or ten seasons with that shit.
1: Well, and I will say that the supporting cast has, you know, it, Martin Sheen, Michael J. Fox, ah, um, that Mikey. woman who uh, J. I forget her name, but that, that woman who's been in a lot of TV. Uh, um, Allison Janney. No. From mom. No, 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 not her. Never mind. I think she's in the West Wing. <laughs> uh, anyway, great supporting cast as well yep. to fill in the like political shoes. Um, that, that is the backdrop of the movie. Richard Dreyfus.
0: As the antagonistic uh, Republican
1: Yes.
2: Yes.
0: Thing. Good stuff.
1: Um no, it's 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 a very pleasant it's a nice movie to watch when you're, I don't know, a lazy Sunday afternoon. Yep. Um Familiar, then, comfortable,
0: non-challenging.
1: Yeah, exactly. Then I dove into um, a three hour tale of JFK. Um
0: Back and to the left. Back, back and to the and to
1: left. The left. <laughs> Um, very good.
0: Is it hard? It was hard for me. Like when I first watched JFK, it's very difficult for me to watch that movie and be like single shooter. I'm a believer.
1: Oh, I don't think you can possibly believe that, that it was anything but a conspiracy. Absolutely. But I, but I think for me, I think that might be the problem is that at this point for me watching it, I'm like, well, I know that, that it, the JFK thing was a conspiracy cover up by the FBI and the CIA. So, like, none of it is all that surprising to me.
0: No, but some of the details are fun.
1: Very fun. Because
0: that was actually done in collaboration. Okay, I have to go off on this a little bit very quickly. JFK had, like, an impact on the 90s. If you go back and watch, like, interviews with Kevin Costner and uh, Oliver Stone from the time it came out, like when they were doing press appearances on late-night talk shows and shit, JFK, like, sent shockwaves into the culture the the movie had a huge impact on the culture in the early 90s and it was really fascinating to go back and watch some of those because they were just asking him and asking them all these questions and stone would be more forthcoming than costner costner was more careful about it but um, then you go back and you watch like old school firing line interviews around the 1960 like late 1960s after jfk but before bobby kennedy got killed and it was like The same guy that I was watching this Fireling Line episode with, he was going off about all these details, crazy details, more than what's in JFK, just all these details on this old show, mid 60s. And then I find out that that guy, like, hung out with Oliver Stone later in his life, and he was, like, involved in helping Oliver Stone make JFK. So I'm like, my goodness, there's all these interesting lines being drawn. That they were, Mm -hmm. this, this guy was coming out in the mid 60s, throwing all this shit in everybody's face at the time it's just interesting to see that all that information was there in the 60s and people just turned away from it. And then you bring it up 30 years later and people, people are like, wow, but it was all there at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, and it it was very well made. It was very well shot. I like the dialogue. Um, I thought Kevin Costner was the best he's literally ever been his entire career. Um, it's just one of those, like, It's so unsatisfying because even now, 30 years after it was made, 60 years after the events, the government is still is still telling us to go fuck ourselves.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Were his glasses a character in the movie?
1: Yes, his glasses, um, Joe Pesci's (laughs) hairpiece and eyebrows were also characters. Um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones's hair. Insane. Um
0: him and Kevin bacon and just, Joe oh, Pesci painted in gold
1: oh Kevin bacon uh yeah it was it was great great yeah. movie um then is that it
0: indecent proposal
1: <clears throat> oh i think i've I think I've sufficiently discussed indecent proposal suffice to say this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> it's a good time for sure, but it is absurd, and yeah. They are, I, I don't know.
0: I just, I can't wait for you to go full circle with Honeymoon in Vegas. Cause I think you're going to like that a lot more.
1: Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um,
0: Holland's opus.
1: Oh yes. My last uh, viewing was Mr. Holland's opus, which is, you know, a, a feel good, you know, teacher story. Um, Richard Dreyfus is great. Like he's always great. He's a wonderful actor. Um, I do have some problems with the movie. But I know that Nathan really loves it, so I don't want to, you know, go go off on no, it. No,
0: you can, you can go off. It's fine. I just have a very strange relationship with that movie. The strange yeah. relationship being that I can't watch it without tears streaming down my face. And I don't know why. I get it. <laughs> he's an asshole to his wife. He's an asshole to his kid. He's a dick. And then they celebrate yeah. his ass at the end. And I can't stop myself. I fucking watched it with you in solidarity i was like oh she's watching holland's opus and i found it on disney plus and i put it on the fucking credits at the beginning of the movie started and then i was like oh god wait i never noticed before but they're they're playing his opus at the beginning of the and you just start leaking (laughs) like fighting it back and then like everything that happens in the movie i'm just like Uh, oh my eyes they're coming they're coming
2: My
0: eyes are coming. Yeah, I I can't explain it. I don't know. I'm sure there's tons of criticisms that can be made lawfully about this movie. I just can't control myself. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if anyone has an example of a movie like that in their life. But Holland's Opus just fucking destroys me. And I don't know why.
1: Well, and I get that. I, I like that it's, you know, a guy who sort of unwillingly becomes a teacher out of sort of desperation and need. Like, I just need a day job so I can provide for my wife and and do what I want to do. And then him actually falling in love with it and impacting years and years and years of students. That's really compelling stuff. I cried at the end. Of course, I'm, an, I'm a human being. It moved me. But what sucks is, yeah, is that they had to put the backdrop of this great character of being a, an asshole. Like it's really even, you know, being a cr- sort of crappy husband, like I can get past that. It's everything with his son. I'm like, he basically was so pissed or disappointed that his son was deaf that he chose not to learn how to talk to his own kid until he was like an old teenager. And then I'm supposed to believe that like one grand gesture for his son like patches up 16, 17 years of bad parenting. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, I wish they hadn't made him a jerk at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Can we get can we That's get a nod to him. uh
0: to the wife? Glenn was it? Glenn Headley, I think her name is. She died early. She died at sixty two. She was dirty, oh, dirty, rotten scoundrels. Holland's Opus, Dick Tracy. She's in Dick Tracy too.
1: Oh, oh she- and I actually found that I told Daniel one of my one I one of the scenes that I thought was the most powerful in the movie is when she's like just pleading and screaming and getting so upset with him when yeah. their son is really young that she just she needs to be able to talk to her son. Yeah, I thought that scene was very very uh powerful
3: is she is she the the like the dirty rotten and dress yes like from okay. oh yeah she's yeah she's wonderful yeah absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. yeah she went early in life sucked. so yeah okay Um uh, sure. can we talk about a few contemporary movies really quickly before we move on
1: yes of course yeah i got a couple too
0: okay so bodies 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 watch this around halloween wasn't terrible had a decent vibe i kind of enjoyed it and it had that great clip about podcasting which I will be using for the foreseeable future. I'm sure you guys heard it earlier. The, uh... First
2: of all, a podcast takes a lot of work.
0: Okay? Yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, I, it, it's not anything special. And I'm sure that, you know, being horror, horror snobs, you might watch it and turn your nose up. But I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. The girls, I mean, they yell and scream a bit too much, but whatever. That's what your phone's for. When it gets too much, you just turn and you play a little casino games and then it's over and you get turn your turn back and everything's fine. (laughs) Next up, uh, you can all eat crow at my feet because you watched barbarian. You didn't say anything. You guys shat on it. You said it never should have been in a lineup. And regardless of whether you liked it or not, it's not what you thought it was going to be. And it was probably better than you thought it was going to be. And shove it, suck it. Eat crow. (laughs) Eat crow. (laughs)
1: I will give you that it was better than I would have than I thought it would be it was still when that barbarian
0: kills him everything changed Justin Long comes in with his fucking douchey bullshit in the car which is hilarious come
1: on
3: yeah the when when she kills when that barbarian chick kills him it is shocking
1: oh the head bash scene Yeah. yeah yeah for
3: sure yeah 100% and then, it's like, but then it but then it, it results in being like a an, a an opener an opener that's like a third of the movie. Yeah, which is a very odd yeah vibe to pull off. And uh, I can't. That's that's funny because I can't disagree. I also think that Justin Long is funny as a douche. <laughs> yeah. uh.
0: It's like flying high. It's like uh she said, "You raped her." Just like his his it pulls over. His whole career is over. He's just what right. fuck what and he's like he's the owner of the house oh yeah i mean i think it fails at the end and it, there's issues all over the place but it was a hell of a lot more entertaining and interesting than i thought it was going to be yeah it was
3: it was it was it definitely went places i did not expect going in
1: um <clears throat> the funniest scene of course being justin long throwing her off the like roof yeah to try to save himself yeah <laughs> that's was,
3: that was so brutal <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you start to think, is he an okay
0: guy? And then he goes to the bar, and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of raped her." And you're like, "Oh no, okay." What was
3: so What was so obnoxious, though, about the movie was because it could have it, it because it had the notion to try and be smarter with some of its like gotcha moments or like twists and turns. I wish that it had, it had also been smarter with how, how interesting would it have been for her, the character at the beginning of the movie, to make all those terrible decisions because there was no other option because she had to make those. The problem is that all those terrible decision, decisions that she makes are all terrible decisions. So it's like oh. infuriating the whole time.
0: Yeah. Well, that was and your initial was, criticism watching the trailer was just like, who makes that decision? And that, <clears throat> that was prevalent. That was an issue.
3: Yeah. Cause it was hardcore. I, cause it, cause it should be at this point, it should be a fun thing for horror writers to try to write themselves into a corner. Like, okay, now truly, there's no other option but to do this horrific thing like in uh indiana jones like in temple of doom she has to put her arm through all the bugs to grab the lever there's no option they're gonna die um was that the last one that you had seen
0: nate i also watched don't worry darling
1: oh i watched that too
0: and i found a few rotten tomatoes blurbs that i thought say it better than i do which one was that again real quick
1: I kept coming in and telling you about it. It was the one with um, Chris Pine as the like culty leader kind of thing.
0: All the drama with the director there Mm. and uh, Florence Pugue and Harry Styles. So I found two blurbs. One of them says, thematically, it's all over the place. Never quite figuring out how to synthesize its ideas in a coherent or satisfying way. And the other one is, despite its predictability, contrivances, derivative themes, a scattered and choppy third act, and bounty of par- partially realized ideas, the film is undeniably watchable and even engrossing at times. Interesting. And those are the two that kind of stood out to me as because uh, so there's what? something about it. It's like it failed, but I didn't. I didn't mind watching it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where I landed too. I think I was like pissed off in like the first third. And then I came back and told you some more and like, at like the second, third. And I was like, but I don't know. I mean, it's getting better. I mean, it's fine. It's getting better.
0: I would have liked it better if they, see had, how it comes out. if they had physically drugged them and taken them there.
1: Well, that's the problem. It's full of plot holes as far as the, like, actual how these people are yeah. sort of...
0: They tried to matrix it up, and I don't... I'm like, what? Nah, fuck off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Florence Pugh carries... Carrie's the movie. She's yep. incredible.
0: Yeah, she's fucking forced. She's going to be crazy throughout her career.
1: Harry Styles was terrible. Um, was he as
0: bad as you're saying, though?
1: He was just so bland next to her.
0: Mm. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. By yeah, yeah we were, Chelsea and I were constantly like, Shia LaBeouf would have been interesting.
1: Shia LaBeouf would have been way more interesting.
0: But the movie wasn't good enough for him to stick around, so I don't blame him.
1: Yeah, but yeah, He just... You put this like vanilla piece of custard next to... You know, yeah, the most incredible actress. maybe right now.
0: maybe that's the truth. Maybe Shia, Shia was like, Jesus, she's gonna make me look bad. The script's not strong enough for me to stick around. I'm out.
1: yeah right. okay. yeah, it is watchable, but it has a lot of problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> truth. What about you, Daniel? you got something extra?
3: Um, yeah, I' done. I dipped off and do a little bit of a foreign horror, and so I got a couple here. One's uh, called Hellhole. This is a Polish um horror movie. Poles are having a real, a real horror moment. Moment right now. I like to dip in. You know, the Japanese have had their time. Uh, Mexico and had had their time for a little while. Russia's still putting out some pretty good sci-fi stuff right now. The Polish are putting out a lot of good horror. Good in that they have an attention to physical and practical effects. Like they try to do actual monsters, like physical monsters and actual gore and blood. Um, uh, the problem. Is that they're a little bit new to the scene, so their movies tend to just sort of meander and get caught in the fun of making a horror movie and not really have any real strong point or anything. But uh, Hellhole was interesting. <clears throat> uh, this is like a cop uh, goes undercover as a priest at this like weird clergy because they've gotten reports that they're just doing like an insane amount of exorcisms in comparison to every other church. In the country so they go under cop goes undercover to figure out what's happening turns out they're running a big racket like they're just pretending that these girls are possessed so that they can get money from the vatican to perform exorcisms and then they're pocketing the money and just killing the girls uh and then it turns into more and more fucked up crazy shit. and maybe it is real actually I mean, so much better than your average uh, Polish horror movie. Hellhole is what it's called. <laughs> Very on the nose. <laughs> and another one is called a, a German movie called Old People. And this one was straight up, like, what do you what do you think? I just said there's a modern horror movie called Old People. What do you think it's about? Old people.
1: Old people on, like, a murder spree?
3: That's exactly fucking right. <laughs> oh, like, hey,
0: that's like uh, that movie X.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's basically just... Uh, Starts off in like a, you know, like a, a an old German town where most of the population is like aging out and all the young people have moved on and nobody's really hung around. And so it's a decaying retirement home where all the old people are just sort of like mismanaged and abused by the shitty people that chose mm. to have
0: that shitty job. Also old people killing other old people? Old people killing young people. Ah, that was X too. And you know what? My criticism was, I fall, I like get really tired. I'm sure with a kid, you guys get tired too. Like I fall asleep at 11 o'clock. Shortly after 11, I'm like really fatigued. These old people are up running around in the middle of the night, killing people. Fuck, I don't know.
3: They're, yeah, they're like enraged with some sort of like supernatural weird. thing. Yeah. They imply a little bit. Okay. So that they can get out of their wheelchairs and all of a sudden and start murdering people. Ah, okay. They give it a gimmick.
0: All right. Okay.
2: Yeah, And that's better
3: than you know, X. Doing that classic like horror movie thing where like an old person will like stop. And, like, stare up at the sky, and, like, Oh, my God. (laughs) And the rest of them respond in the distance. Uh, (laughs) What's funny was that it was just, like, really, it it could have been super silly. Like, okay, let's just make all these old people murder young people and we can throw in some jokes about millennials and, you know, whatever. Uh, Boomers and yada yada. Which they kind of do at the beginning. But it becomes, like, extremely fucked up. Like the situations and scenarios that they play out are extremely fucked up uh, and gruesome uh, and uh, much crazier than I was expecting. But um, in both cases, both horror movies were were uh, a weird and interesting ride in their own right. I think Hellhole is a bit more of a cohesive movie, but not bad, hmm. considering you can often watch a lot of shit when you just jump in with uh, your eyes closed into the horror movies on streaming services.
0: There you go. And that was Horror Corner with Daniel. Excuse me. And now it's time for Obser Nathans.
2: It's now time for Obser Nathans with Nathan. (laughs)
3: Uh yeah, I I want my own like four corner oh, stinger as okay. well. It could right. be super lame too, like
0: like a strong buildup and then just like boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my first observation, or sorry, officer Nathan, is that, yeah, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> my officer Nathan, and this is probably uh, totally out of context and ignorant to say, but. You know, that's there's this show with Chris Hemsworth in it called Limitless? Yes, on Disney. Anyway, he recently revealed that, you know, in his family there's a history of Alzheimer's and mental deterioration and he announced that he's going to take a break from acting because he discovered this while filming a show called Limitless. And again, it's probably out of context, maybe about exploring limits and understanding your limits, but the show's called limitless and he's gonna take a break from acting. Is anybody else seeing this here?
3: Seeing
1: What what am I supposed to see?
0: That he's doing a show where he's like the poster boy for like pushing your limits and not having limits and being limitless and then in the show he has a limit and then he takes a break from acting? Mm-hmm. No? I'm not seeing how ridiculous this contradiction.
1: I mean <laughs> I don't really I'm not really seeing that connection. Okay. I will say if he's, the, if you want to avoid mental deterioration, keep working. Taking a break is Good not point. the way to avoid Alzheimer's. Good point. Right. Yeah. So Hours. using your brain, even as mimbo as you have to be to be an actor, it's at least still working. See, um,
0: I was just going to take a cheap shot at him, but you've made it real. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, another observation, Nathan, I would like to make, is that James Gunn has been given the keys to mapping out the entire plans for the DC universe
3: is is Zack Snyder on like just massive sieve right now
0: i don't know but it sounds like henry cavill is going to do superman again and james Gunn's now in charge of all of it that well was, that
3: that, could... that explains why he wants to be so involved again then that Gunn, that, that because Gunn is has the has the reins
0: they're planning out like a 10 year thing
3: so I don't think cavill was that interested in going back to be Superman again
1: oh I no I think he loves being Superman yes. they didn't want him
3: no I think he loves being Superman but they he didn't really didn't seem like he was that into what they were doing with Superman over there but now that Gun is, is involved all of a sudden he's like oh fuck the witcher
1: yeah which I'm is out. a shame
3: so as he must be ready to like rock and roll with Gun going
0: I'm excited about this. I think that uh, DC was lacking tremendously and the only thing good that DC did aside from the Batman stuff was uh the James Gunn Suicide Squad. So bring it on. Let's see yeah. how entertaining Gunn can make this shit.
1: The Suicide Squad was excellent. Um don't forget Aquaman, you know.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Uh no, this is great. This is great news. I'm
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm pumped for for Gunn to take over. Yeah,
0: it's going to be interesting. And my final Obser Nathan is to take you both on a journey. In fact, why don't we play the Obser Nathan theme song again? Because this is a this is a good one.
2: It's now time
3: for Obser Nathans
2: with Nathan.
0: So I'm taking a look at 2023's lineup schedule of films coming out. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm coming. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) come. It's crazy. It's really good. 2023 is going to be a fucking crazy year. I mean, granted, it doesn't start off with a huge bang, but it's still kind of fun. Like January, we've got Plane starring Gerard Butler. He's forced to land a commercial airliner with passengers in a war zone. That's
1: <laughs> I'm fun. sorry, you're excited about a Gerard Butler film. Hey,
0: Gerard Butler and arguably Hit Girl, whatever her name is, Chloe. What's what's her name?
1: Chloe, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz.
0: Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. The two of them, they just keep headlining things. They're in like a category of their own. These like B-level but still make it to the theaters movies that just... They're constantly headlining these things and they keep doing it and they don't go away. There's something strange about their energy. you I th- guys I thought, I thought it was like a planes like animated
3: movie and then he was gonna be voicing one of those like no. terrifying anthropomorphic planes. But I also bring it up because you guys get excited about things like Geostorm so hey. Yes, because well, yeah. that's that's ludicrous. <laughs> Landing a commercial plane in a war zone, that's like That's something that could happen very real. All right, okay. Is okay. it like a is it a spirit a spiritual sequel to his uh
0: Man Down
3: or...
1: When they land that plane or is it like zombie Nazis?
0: Okay. Well right. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can make you guys come by the end of this. Okay. <clears> Mike... need to time travel. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, making it oh. a trilogy. I I, I respect that uh okay ant-man and the wasp quantumania don't really care a movie called cocaine bear cocaine bear yes directed by elizabeth banks i think it's the final movie that ray leota did it tells the story of a drug runner whose plane crashes with a load of cocaine that's found by a black bear who eats it
3: oh yeah it's like a real (laughs) thing isn't it
0: it's called cocaine bear and it has like synth poster like 80s synth poster
3: yeah, I think this is based I think this is based on a real event. Like I think a bear did get into mm-hmm. a, like an abandoned or lost cocaine shipment and went on a rampage for like 30 minutes and then died okay. from a heart attack. Well, they're
0: going to make a movie about it. And it just sounds funny. Cocaine bear. Okay. Ready. Bear, yeah. Creed 3, March 3rd. Scream 6, March 10th. John Wick 4, March 24th. Oh,
1: Sonic yeah. 4
3: looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm
0: coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, yeah. <laughs> okay, calm down. Evil Dead Rise, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. We're okay, only yeah. Fast X, Fast 10. May- Fast we're time. only in May right now. Live Action Little Mermaid, June 2nd, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Wait, Live Action Little Mermaid hasn't come out already? No. God, I feel like I've seen it so much
3: and talk, heard, talked about it so much, and I'm like, oh, that came and went. <laughs>
1: Spider-Man Across, so like another animated.
0: Yes, sequel to. Yes. Sequel to the uh, Into the Spider-Verse is Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Don't really care. Pixar's Elemental.
3: Another Transformers.
0: The Flash, Indiana Jones Five. We're still in June. Indiana Jones Five. Yeah. Okay. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Part One. Okay. Barbie. Oppenheimer.
3: Do they need a part? Do they need to do part one and part twos for the Mission Impossibles? They're already like almost three hours
0: long. I know. Oh no. Listen to you guys whine about three hour movies when I just said Fast 10 five minutes ago which is going to be fucking three hours long.
1: To be fair. We haven't seen Nine. I put
3: Fast 9 on in the background
1: like four
3: months ago and it was by the time it was over I I don't think I retained anything that happened at all. So I've effectively still not seen Nine.
0: Okay. Well fine. But Three hours of Tom Cruise running and kicking ass in Mission Impossible
3: is awesome. Yeah, it's great. I'm just saying, I don't, need, I don't need six hours of that. Story yes, we while. do.
0: Yes, we do. We need six hours of it. Yes, it's true. <clears throat> Meg two, the trench. Anybody?
3: Cool. Meg one wasn't bad enough.
2: Yeah.
0: Gran Turismo directed by Neil Blomkamp.
3: No, I, that game bores me to tears.
0: Okay. The Equalizer three. The Expendables four. Jesus
3: Christ! Oh, did they wait? The Exorcist they, reboot. Did they not go? Oh, why did they not go with the expend debts Expend rules? Debt
0: no, no oh. they didn't. And The Exorcist is not a reboot. It's like it's like doing a new number two, the way they did with Halloween, and it's the same people.
2: <clears throat>
0: so they're gonna do like the, the Exorcist two, after the first one, but reinvent it. Okay,
3: got you. The way that they did Halloween.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's the same people. It's David Gordon Green and whoever the other guy is.
3: That's 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 his new gimmick is like yeah. one was great, so we just need to start from two.
0: Exactly. Uh Saw Ten or Saw X. Uh Dune Part Two. Yes. Yeah. Uh The Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes for people who like
1: those. Ballad of Songbirds. It looks and it doesn't look good. And you
0: guys for? you guys liked uh Ghostbusters and Aquaman, so Ghostbusters Afterlife Two and Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom to close out at Christmas time. What a year. Huh?
1: It's a lot of big movies. A lot it's of big movies. A lot of, a lot a of, big... of stuff to get delayed.
0: A lot of craziness. Oh, a lot of stuff to get delayed. What is that? Are we what is that?
3: Saying that's that's a lot of bulked up into one year. I feel like some of them are gonna draw back a little bit.
0: Okay. All right. You're predicting uh, some delays. Not related to any new diseases, hopefully.
3: No. Although just no, just out of sheer, you know, marketing panic or Okay. Okay. Scheduling conflicts, or maybe just want to delay, just to delay.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to jump into the uh, to the uh, to the lineup here. You guys excited? <laughs> it's a pretty good lineup tonight. So excited. Yeah. Do it. It's kind of condensed because we were going to do a lineup a couple weeks ago, and then we didn't do it. So then it had to get condensed, and it got better. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever
3: experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning. I knew that this was going to be
0: the best lineup that we've ever had. <laughs> I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had before. Okay, now, we
3: don't say this very
0: often. <laughs> <laughs> Play the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In
3: the lineup to which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is
0: serious. Tonight could be... The greatest line, pound for pound best lineup we've ever experienced before on for Park Podcast. Wow.
1: wow! I like a good pound.
0: Uh, satsak has a, has issued a few statements. Okay.
3: Okay. Here we go. Best show ever.
1: Uh,
0: um,
3: <laughs> this lineup will
1: change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And
3: uh, number eighty means harmony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it really makes me laugh every single time. <laughs>
0: Avatar, the way of water.
3: Avatar, the way of water. Here we
2: go. Fortress.
3: Nathan, lead us off. Avatar, way of water. Worried or excited?
0: It's my boy. It's my boy, Jimmy C. James Cameron. Can I just fucking talk about James Cameron for a minute? <clears throat> Let's do that. Let's talk about Jimmy C. <laughs> He's a beast. The man is a beast. He uh rises up, makes aliens, makes the abyss which is on uh, the 5090s. Makes true lies, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Terminator just fucking rolls. Makes Titanic, breaks the record. Biggest box office movie in history. Disappears. Goes fucking around on the water, puts up his own uh, resources and money to go fucking down to the Mariana's Trench and dick around with submarines. Comes the first guy to go down that far inside of a submarine or some nonsense. I don't know what the record is that he did, but comes back up out of the water, makes Avatar. Destroys his previous record by a billion dollars, regardless of what you think about Avatar. I know that when it came out, Daniel was like, meh, turned his nose up. Thought that the story was basic or didn't like the story or something. I forget what the criticism was, but I went and rewatched watched Avatar uh, in preparation for a podcast a few weeks ago that didn't happen. <laughs> 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 and uh you know what it's fucking unique i mean the story might be a ripoff of some other story who knows i'm sure that's what the criticism is but in terms of the the idea and how well it was executed and how crazy it did worldwide in the box office like he made 2.6 billion before and fucking avengers had to struggle to get there like to, what over 10 years later I don't know. I just don't think you should count this guy out. I don't think that you should uh, have any negativity towards this. I was reading a bunch of comments on the YouTube.
1: (laughs) I don't think you should have any negativity toward this. Yeah, I was reading a bunch Uh, of comments. strong-arming us.
0: (laughs) I was reading a bunch of comments. Oh, this is what I do. I come out and I try to push you guys, right? I did it for Don't Worry Darling, and that was a failure, so we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But the YouTube comments are fun. You go through there and people are like, not just nostalgic about avatar but like it's like a part of their lives and then i thought about it myself and i kind of relate to that a little bit like they're saying you know you got they got married and had kids around the time that avatar came out or i think one person said that it was his first date with his now wife and supposed to go see avatar together and now they're older and they have children and they're gonna go as a family into this nostalgic event that they've been waiting for this sequel that has been rumored and in production and you know james cameron's built this reputation that allows him to just like walk into fucking um executives movie executives office offices and just say open your fucking checkbook give me a blank check and shut the fuck up and i'll let you know when i'm finished that's the reputation that he has that's the ability he has he this, this these sequels are costing collectively collectively over a billion dollars and they just pay for it and do what he wants to do and they don't challenge him on any of it. They they tried to cut the original runtime of Avatar, and he like told them to go fuck themselves. So hey, I'm uh, I'm excited to see what he does. Oh, that was, that was so hilarious. If you said worried, <laughs> he just shows up every decade to put people in their place. I don't know. His track record speaks for itself. I don't know. We we can doubt him. One interesting thing is that uh, Kate Winslet is in this, and she broke the underwater free diving record that tom cruise said on mission impossible
3: that's cool i don't doubt james cameron
1: yeah that's that's unfair like that, that's not that's not equivalent to what our, our issues are
2: yeah
3: so, i just don't like avatar i, I just don't, don't like, like avatar period I like the story i don't like the universe i don't like the alien design i don't
1: like... like the way they look i don't like the way the world looks i don't like the story uh, you know it's just and that's completely personal i yeah. am sure that he will make another 50 billion dollars on these movies they're just not for me.
0: Mm-hmm. There it is. Ganging up. There it is. You know what I don't like? <laughs> I don't like how low Daniel's voice is in this. <laughs> I want his levels up. I was trying not to say anything, but I'm pissed off now. He's <laughs> 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 like, like sitting in the back of the room or something.
1: Oh, boy. Sitting
3: in the back of the room?
0: Yeah. You're far away from the mic. I can tell. <clears throat> Here, I'm going to read you a quote from James Cameron. They were asking oh my him... They're asking him about how long the movie was. And he said, I don't want anybody whining about length when they sit and binge watch television for eight hours. I can almost write uh, this part of the review. The agonizingly long three-hour movie. It's like, give me a fucking break. I've watched my kids sit and do one-hour episodes in a row. Or sorry, do five one-hour episodes in a row. Here's the big social paradigm shift that has to happen. You ready? Okay. Get up and go pee.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, that is the real the the bitch of it is like, yeah, I I understand we can sit and binge watch things. but It's not the same as being in a theater and I have to climb over people and be rude and go to the bathroom and maybe I miss something really interesting when I'm at home. I can pause it and move about my own space. It's not the same
3: or I'm purposely watching something that doesn't require my full
1: that that also is is true. I think we all are constantly binging stuff, but really, we're also on our phone. We're.
3: I also, though, I also get his point. He's also right.
1: He is also right. Yeah. And the sure. people that
3: go to watch this are going to be the people that are okay with it being three hours. For sure. Because they were okay with the first one being three hours.
1: Yeah.
0: hmm And he's doing a lot of cool stuff with camera work and stuff. Might be interesting to check it out. was
3: cool. Well, I, I, did, I, did, I did deeply respect... The 3D from the first movie was... It is still the best 3D I've ever seen in a 3D movie. hmm So... Mm-hmm. He does get, again, that speaks to me not have not concerned about his abilities. His abilities are clearly, he's skilled. And it's even more interesting that he's also floating around at the bottom of the Marianas Trench as one of, like, five people on Earth that have ever been below 10,000 feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, like, weird. Mm-hmm. It's all like the guy from uh, The Aviator or whatever. It's his name? Howard Hughes. <clears throat> almost that kind of level type shit but mm-hmm. yeah I'm just I'm worried because I'm not going to see it yeah you're not going to take your daughter to go Do you see think Avatar a
1: can sit for more for three hours sure no
0: Avatar yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, she, might be, she might be
3: enamored for sure but not for that long
0: well I hope one day both of you take the collective stick out of your ass when you
1: we're we the you ones who sticks up our asses honey It's us. It's us.
0: (laughs) Well, it's frustrating for me because you guys lodge sticks up your asses about the same things all the time. It's like, I feel like you guys have little asides, you know, where you just like you look at each other and you have a little quick aside. Like, are we going to hate this? Yeah, let's fucking hate it.
1: My dislike for Avatar is long established on this podcast. I've talked about not liking Avatar at least four times over the past five years.
0: You know what? Avatar came out long before this podcast existed, so it's fun to have Avatar as a headliner. And I'm going to stay positive and try to forget about all the negativity being brought out of the gate for 146. You know, I do enjoy being a team worker, but sometimes I do have to cherish my alone time. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, primarily a relationship energy, but it does need do need to step aside. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, next is another movie that you're probably gonna shit on that I'm gonna enjoy trying to sell you on and that's Sam Mendez's next movie it's called Empire of light <laughs>
3: Avatar 3, Empire (laughs) of Light. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That sounds right. Empire of Light. Here we go.
2: Look around you. This whole place is for people who want to escape. People who don't belong anywhere else. How do you feel? I do feel a bit... numb, I suppose. The world is changing Wow Another world Happy New Year! You can't just give up
0: Don't let them tell you what you can or can't do
2: these people. I'm the only one who knows the truth. Do you understand me? I'm the only one! Hillary, please open the door. Here's to the future.
0: Here's to getting back up. Here's the coming home.
3: Amanda, Empire of Light. Worried or excited?
1: I don't know why my, um, or the host of the show, the editor of the show, would think I would be anything but positive on this movie. I would like to know what the plot is a little bit. But I love um, the cast. I love any sort of like romantic old building, having you know some sort of deeper tie to the character, or the community, whatever. And you know, you show me a, a, a frame of Colin Firth, and I'm all in. I'm excited. I think this looks great. Yeah, it's Maybe.
0: it's purposefully being vague. A drama about the power of human connection during turbulent times set in an English coastal town in the early 1980s. <clears throat> I don't know. Sometimes I wish the intern was here. I know that sounds counterproductive, but...
3: <laughs> well, you cut that out. You'd never let him
2: hear that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Sam Mendes. This is, uh, you know, American Beauty, uh, Away We Go, Jarhead, Road to Perdition... 1917, this is the first time he's going to direct a movie that he's written, which could be a good or a bad thing, but he's developed these relationships with people in his film career and one of them is with Roger Deakins and uh, Deakins also has a relationship with Villeneuve and they, Villeneuve, like uh, Deakins is one of the best, if not the best cinematographer, like every movie that is amazing was Deakins doing the cinematography, I mean, line it all up. Like Blade Runner 2049 was Deacons. Uh, Shawshank Redemption was Deacons. I can do, yeah. I'd have to go look at his cinematography, but it's, or his filmography, but it's crazy. Deacons is a fucking legend. Yeah. So you got Deacons, you got Mendez, you got Olivia Coleman, who, I mean, it's like she's one best actress, and she played uh, Queen Elizabeth in the crown for two seasons. And I feel like nobody really, I, I don't know that she's developed a stature that she deserves because. She's fucking an awesome actress. Like,
1: you watch yeah, the first two
0: seasons of The Crown, you watch the second season of The Crown, you watch the current fifth season of The Crown, she just fucking crushed her two seasons as Elizabeth. She's fucking nailed it. Does she play the inappropriately slutty cop in Hot Fuzz? Maybe.
1: I think so. Let's find out. Yeah. She's just
0: brilliant. Like, she's really, really talented. And I I like seeing her in a lead role with a director that I like. I'm excited about it. Because <clears throat> she's not like a super beautiful person, but she's just really good actress. So that's nice. Anyway, whatever I'm jerking off here. <clears throat> oh, I was close. And yeah. No, empire flight. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Ed- I'm excited. I'm excited about empire flight. Just edging. Just edging. Yeah. I like human connection. I like drama. Go ahead, Daniel. Say you're worried and let's move on. <clears throat> yeah, I am worried.
3: Just cause I'm probably <laughs> not going to see this, but, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I don't recognize quality. Like I, I, I like this director. I, it looks it looks quality, and I like that actress as well. And I hope that it I hope that it does well, and I hope that it lives up to your guys'
0: excitement. Thank you. It. And with that, let's move on to the fulcrum, where we will explore this episode's mm-hmm. horror <laughs> entry. I don't know how long it's been since any of you looked at the about us page on Trailer Park Podcast, but it's hilarious. It says, their cousins." And gentlemen, quote, the final test of a gentleman, and it is his respect for those who can be of no possible service to him. A gentleman does not make promises. He makes commitments. And Daniel has stipulated that every Trailer Park podcast lineup must contain at least one trailer from the horror genre, and that's our commitment. And tonight, we have a romance horror movie. What? 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 Yeah, it's called Bones and All
3: Bones and All. Here we go.
2: There's a lover in the story, but the story's still the same.
1: There's a lullaby for suffering and a paradox to blame. I didn't know I had
2: permission to murder and to maim. You want it darker? We kill the flame. You know not think I'm a bad person? <laughs> You look like the kind that's convinced himself he's got this under his thumb. He made But you pull on one little thread and... I'm ready. My Lord. Magnified, sanctified be the holy name. Vilified, crucified in the human frame. You want it darker?
0: Daniel, you were excited about bones and all.
3: This is a situation where I'm actually glad that I've seen other trailers for this movie because this, this lays a nice like atmosphere for this film with the song that it chooses to play. Um, But like, do you, do you guys have any idea what's happening from based on this trailer?
1: Yeah, I've seen other trailers.
3: Oh, you've seen other trailers as well.
0: Yeah um well no but it's about the art of the trailer you know yes and that's and because- there's always a complaint about trailers telling you too much so i always lean towards the one that makes more of an emotional uh invitation
3: yeah it's just funny because this is what i think would be like an outlier in that situation because the trailer is very pretty and atmospheric but would me as a horror fan and kind of like you know poo poo on on things like romance and drama normally there's not enough horror in this trailer for me to have been excited about it but knowing from other trailers what this movie implies it's to be about is that the two of them are possibly like some sort of weird killer creatures either vampiric or they're just like compulsive cannibals cannibals maybe yeah
1: It sort of reminded me when I saw the the other trailer. It was like, oh, is this a raw thing? Are they remaking raw in English? It's yeah, and then it's a totally different movie. It's not a remake, but...
3: but yes, they are drawn to eating flesh and killing. And then there are other like killer killers that are also hunting them down and trying to either kill them because they're monsters and an affront to humanity, or because they are also monsters and there's some sort of like Highlander situation going on where they absorb one another. I don't really fucking know. I'm excited because I respect Chalamet from Dune. I think he can make this pretty visceral, which is what it will need. And I want to, I, I want to like something a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. I want to. So I, I want to be excited about this, yeah, but I am trepidations.
0: <laughs> okay. I think this is a uh, pretty uh, buzzy novel. I think there's a lot of people reading this, like in the book. What say you, Amanda? What? Did you read it?
1: No, I didn't read it.
0: No, I'm just saying I'm doing an interlude. Come on, guys. Fuck. I'm oh, like I'm tossing it over to Amanda, but I'm giving a little I tidbit. You said that you read this book. <laughs> giving a tidbit of information, and then I'm tossing it over. Jesus um, Christ! It's like it's like it's like you're watching book. overtime or something. What are you doing?
1: Well, it's over. They lost. But I was I supposed to read it? Was I supposed to have to have done homework? Anyway. Okay, I agree. Chalamet is going to do very well. Um, The female actress has been in some stuff too. I think she'll do a, a great job. I like their vibe together. My concern with this movie for me is that I'm worried that it will upset me. That's not a criticism of it. I'm worried that it's the type of movie that will give me nightmares specifically, like the subject matter of eating people. I think will will uh, will really bother me. Raw bothered me quite a bit. Um, that said, I think it looks really good. I think it's probably going to be great. I just personally am a little bit turned off, but I'll probably I am almost certain I will see it. Excited?
2: <laughs> hmm.
0: I think a part of the uh, fun for me with mm-hmm. horror movies is doing this podcast with you guys and seeing these movies that create buzz. That both of you are probably going to be interested in. You'll probably go watch. But, yeah, there's like a, you know, an anticipation of what's going to happen. Is Daniel going to be like, ugh, pissed off because they didn't show enough of the actual cannibalism? Like, I I wanted to see him actually eat the flesh, and I wanted them to get really into it, you know? I wanted their faces to be covered in blood and eating the meat. And Amanda will be like, I thank God there wasn't a lot of that in it because I really enjoyed the movie.
3: Yeah, if it's like 90% them like sitting on rusty car hoods fucking looking at the sky and pontificating blow
0: my brains out. <laughs> Has a bit of a true detective vibe in that trailer. Draws me in. And yeah, I like I like Chalamet a lot. The fact that there's cannibalism involved makes me hesitant. Makes me like more like, eh, do I really want to watch that? I hope it's more about uh, I hope they don't really show the cannibalism and I hope they just like treat it uh, more with the Killers trying to get them, and them trying to stay ahead of the killers, and them having to kill people because of their compulsion to eat people, and dealing with that. What about the romance angle here? That's gonna—they're—they're they're playing that up in the trailer, like a romance and horror have never come together. Like, like the romance is going to be a big part of it, I think. What about Warm Bodies? That was a romance horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch it. it Look boring.
3: It was. It was fine. It was not as bad as you think, or as good as it should be.
0: A zombie. Becoming human. Uh, uh,
3: yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was again for what it was. Not bad. Um, <laughs> you no. Know, what I've always wanted to see in a cannibal movie that I'll probably never see unless I make it myself is like you know how it, like in a horrific cartoon cutaway of like a hangnail when you like pull on it, <sighs> <Like, I don't sighs> seen in Black Swan. <sighs> yeah. I always thought like in a cannibal film you should have someone that like bites the lower lip of the victim and then pulls ah. the down the chin in that same fashion ah. like tears down the chin and maybe even down the neck a little bit like a hangnail like fuck.
1: First of all, and then you have the pers- a podcast takes a lot of work okay you have to organize the guests you
3: have- and then the Victim, of course, would be screaming, and the scream would be extra disturbing because their lower lip would be gone. So
1: <laughs> just keeps going. I'm keep, trying to interrupt you. I don't you. want to do this anymore. So keep... like, ah,
3: ah, like, almost like uh, uh, Jim Carrey from Living Color when he does the <laughs> Barman. Bar I don't, man
1: don't barman. want to do this anymore. Let my diasanthem. Okay. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hear you. Let's move on. Let's liven things up here. Glass onion, a knives out mystery.
3: glass onion of mystery though
0: go we here
3: go (laughs) we here
2: hello oh my god crew we've arrived disruptors have assembled
3: welcome gang we got a great weekend
2: Ah. who's that benoit block the detective
3: Mr. Prompt, I cannot overstate my gratitude to be here. When's the murder mystery start?
1: I've invited you all to my island. Hi! Because tonight, a murder will be committed. My murder. Once you're dead, will we still be able to talk to you? Yeah, I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. Well, this is truly delightful. Across the island, I've hidden clues. You will have to closely observe each other. If anyone can name the killer, that person wins our game. Any questions? Aliberry. that has a kick.
2: Oh my God, what happened? Oh, holy! Sh-
1: Ladies and gentlemen, This has been a murder and the killer is in plain sight. For at least one person, this is not a game. I must insist that nobody touch the body. Jeez, detective, who killed the party?
3: I need to find a motive
2: for murder. Everyone would stab a friend in the back to hold on to this rich bastard.
1: Who killed it? you are all friends. Why would anyone commit murder? Are we even going to talk about the elephant in the room?
2: Am I the elephant? Yeah! You're the elephant! You're not that bad.
1: Ain't of the danger here. Are you calling me dangerous?
2: Well, we'll see.
3: Let it all out. Hell yeah! This is reckless. The killer wouldn't hesitate to kill again if it covers their tracks.
2: be really great at clue huh i'm very bad at dumb things ticking boxes running around searching all the rooms it's just a terrible terrible game
3: nathan glass onion a knives out mystery worried or excited
0: excited i'm great amanda (laughs) (laughs) i think wouldn't it be great if
2: uh
0: wouldn't it be great if edward norton's had like a resurgence you know like he saddled his pretentious nonsense and just had fun and showed up in a whole bunch of movies being a fun weirdo guy wouldn't that be great
1: it would be great
0: yeah that'd be nice
1: yeah this
0: looks fun i uh, they've already greenlit a third one. They might keep going if they keep having fun. The first one I was like, okay with, but this one looks like it could be better. It looks more fun than the first one. That's
2: all
1: it I have to say. It certainly looks sillier than the first one.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he seems sillier. He seems he does. sillier. Yeah. Norton seems silly. Catherine Hahn looks silly. David. But he still looks silly. They all look silly. Yeah. Um,
1: it is. Interesting though, because the first one was a theatrical movie, right? Yes. So it is, and it was, as I recall, I thought it was fairly like financially successful. So I'm sort of surprised that this is going to be a Netflix movie.
0: Well, it has a one month theatrical window. Yeah. Comes out in theaters in November and comes out on Netflix near Christmas. So that's kind of fun. Also, did Netflix make the
3: award? I know. I don't think so. That's why. That's why I'm. That explains the the slight tone shift. Then, is the is that are they like? Oh, we're just gonna make this like our new like Wakuro. Yeah. Except except good. Yeah. Well, yes. I guess those films that came out recently are not good. (laughs) But Wakuro is.
1: The stories themselves are excellent. Um, But sorry.
3: Yeah, I. uh, I'm excited to see this just because I like a big dumb mystery and everyone in this has an opportunity to be really funny and I hope that they come through for me. Yeah. Cuz I did. I the first one was weird. I was like I was not drawn in by the trailer as hard as everybody else was. I was like a little bit standoffish with the first one. Then I watched it and I was like, "Okay, this is good. This was a good mystery. I had fun with this." Um but yeah, I am I don't know what it is about this that makes me so like afraid to just jump right in and be like, "Yeah, I'm super excited." But I am excited. <sighs> Maybe it's that it's like, I felt like, Daniel Craig was being almost too flippant before. And now that they've cranked it up a little bit, I'm almost like, is he too silly now?
1: Is it too hokey?
3: Is he now just like somebody's like gay uncle commentating on everything that's happening? Hmm. But we'll see.
0: Rian Johnson has stated that he briefly considered a running joke of having Daniel Craig play Benoit Blanc with a different accent each film without any explanation at all.
1: That would have been funny. That would have
0: been I would have yeah, that would have been hilarious. When Netflix bought the rights for the film, they began the third movie's development immediately. So Netflix like bought this and are trying to turn it into a franchise that will keep going, I think. Yeah, that's 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 that's
3: their yeah. yeah. That's that's what they do. That's what they want.
0: Yeah. Is it is it the colons? Is is it the colon that bothers you? Glass Onion Colon, a knives out mystery.
1: No. I think it looks cute. It just, I don't know. It looks, it just looks cute. It, I don't think it looks great. I think it looks like a cute, fun, who done it Netflix movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be fun. And I fine. will watch it.
0: Yeah. I'll watch it too. Yeah. 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 Edward Norton seems to like stare at the camera and have his mouth open and look stupid in several movies now. There's he
1: also looks like he's had some work done. A
0: couple of Wes Anderson movies where it's just like the only part of him in the trailer is just him looking at the camera really confused and that's yeah. the only scene you see of him
3: <laughs> he's like really good at that shtick <clears throat> yeah i hope that he's yeah he i hope that he's fun in this that'd be great if you mm-hmm. just have a little self-humility or whatever
0: well he took himself too seriously and he made that atrocity uh uh motherless brooklyn
2: <laughs> <laughs> Punk.
0: it was terrible it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life it was like his dream to make it you know worked on it his whole life and just like really dude this is yeah. terrible. Like I really like you, really always, like no you as film. an actor, but you've got shit rolling around in your head that no one gives a fuck about. <laughs> it's brutal. Okay. Huh. <laughs> My favorite trailer of the night. I'm super jacked. I don't super mean ja- Yeah, I don't I don't mean to, you know, ruin the anticipation here, but I'm really jacked about the next one. So if you guys don't like the next movie, it could be problematic. <clears throat> I'll kill myself. <laughs> Yes, that's a fan favorite. Okay, we'll do it.
2: Since this show was the only thing I had going for me in my life, I have decided to kill myself.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, the Ant, this is also Christmas related. Um, this next five hole is called Violent Night.
3: Silent night. Here we go.
2: You ain't driving, are you?
3: I steer a little, but the Ranger to my sort. <laughs> this
2: is my fourth year at the Santa. How about you? I started the whole damn thing.
0: We decided that you could have one gift
2: early. What is it?
0: That is a direct hotline
2: of Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa? All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! You have $300 million in your personal vault.
0: That's what I want for Christmas. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't want any trouble, okay? Someone's <laughs> gonna scooch up that chimney. Who is he? Because it's not your typical mall Santa. Santa, are you there? <laughs> Daddy said you were
3: very busy tonight.
2: <laughs> My name like lightstone are you gonna help the santa yeah truly. santa no my nice list santa claus is coming to town
0: oh, coming down. time for some seasons beatings no! No! who the hell are you boss what if he really is the There's real no such thing as
2: Santa. These yeah! bad men, they're all on my naughty list. Naughty. That's naughty! And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give a lump of coal.
1: Where is this? I gotta watch. Fuck! Well, I believe in you, Santa.
2: which one of you did that prancer so
3: unprofessional hey violent night worried or excited
1: i am absolutely thrilled about this movie i cannot wait i imagine that our next date night if we get one before the year is out will be spent seeing this movie in the theater it looks so fun. You know, just silly puns and violence and John Leguizamo as a bad guy. I, I mean, seasons, beatings. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait for this. This looks so great. Like what what better movie to bring you into the Christmas spirit? I love it. Love everything about it.
3: Yeah, I love it. He's like reluctant at first. Like, hey, I don't want to really get involved. I got Santa shit to do. And then once they drag him in, he's like, oh, OK. And then he's like stabbing candy canes through people's jaws.
0: The <laughs> candy cane move is awesome. Yeah, it's like stabbing. licking it to make it sharp. Just yep,
3: bam! He stabs it like through their cheeks, so they're yeah. still alive. It's just like really egregious. <laughs> oh man! And he looks—he's—he's he's t- totally fun in this part. You can tell he's having a great time. That he understands exactly what he's there to do. Um, is this also, also what we
0: exciting. is this what we wanted? Fat man to be?
3: Yes, I was. Yes, you actually beat yeah, you beat me
0: to it. Yeah. I think this is what we wanted Fat Man to be. Yeah, because it was like Fat Man was yeah didn't go far enough. And this like this looks like it's going really. It's really lean, leaning into it. Really and over di- the top. Yeah, and Harbor looks like he's he's the real Santa, but yeah. but a nice flavor to him where he's like you know what 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 do you what do you give them on your naughty list? I give them a lump of coal. <clears throat> he's like having a beer at the. At the pub before he goes out on his yeah present giving. And they're using the magical Santa stuff too. Like the guy goes to stab him and it goes into the magic bag and comes out with the present. Like it's fun.
3: And and they made they used a great gimmick, which is that they've got the kid on the walkie-talkie. So he can communicate with the kid mm. in like cute manner like Santa Claus, but then be murdering people. Yeah, I love that. Purview. I
1: love that. We got to bring it back to that. He is like Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's adorable. Yeah.
0: It's John McClane as Santa Claus. There's a vault with $300 million in it. There's a black person on the other side, other end of a radio. Like, come on. Yep.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah I guess so.
0: It's, good. It's, it's, you know, Die Hard is a Christmas movie and there's elements there, action film-wise, that just have to be nailed. They're nailing them. It's obvious. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you for celebrating a movie with me. I knew it was right to put it in the five hole so we could yeah, shake so off. Yeah,
1: so we can, like... I mean, it's getting to where, like, you get really mad at us a lot for our feelings. <laughs>
0: it's, a part of, it's a part of our banter. Yeah, it's,
3: it's a part. It's all part of the act. And, uh, it's
1: all part of the act. Yeah, it's fine. It's all part of the act. Okay.
3: Uh, I, I, laugh, I laugh at season's beatings in this trailer every time, every single time.
0: Oh, you guys have watched it before? Yeah. Yeah. I never really know what trailers you guys have seen before.
3: Did it play
1: it whatever we saw last? It played it whatever yeah, whatever what we saw favorite? last. I don't remember what we saw.
0: Hey, stop that. Sorry,
1: sorry. I'm so Jesus sorry. Jesus
0: Christ. Okay. <clears throat> Talk to me about what's next on your fifty nineties.
1: Um, okay, so probably next is gonna have to be something that is on the shelf. So I'm thinking Groundhog Day. Ooh, um
3: gorgeous. That's one that we would question why it wasn't
1: on there. Hard target. Oh yeah, where's hard target? Uh, it's on my list, right?
0: I'm not into um, that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Oh. My favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie is on the 5090s and it's my list so I get to decide. Well, Time
3: Cop is great too.
0: I think Time Cop is his best movie and I think that oftentimes and it it you pointed it out with Single White Female. There are movies <clears throat> that I think Daniel loves because he likes to laugh at parts of it and hard target wilford brimley talking with a french accent probably just tickles tickles his fancy all the way through
3: also punches a snake yeah
0: and and all these (laughs) movies about all these movies about hunting humans it's like a thing that uh a theme that they've done many times and i just don't like any of them like what's cool about hunting a human they just it's it's very so very basic you know there's some fun shit in Time Cop. Some fun ideas that they play with. Oh, yeah. Like going back in time and being a cop. And Ron Silver. Uh, not occupying the same space at the same time. Rules. time rule. travel movies have weird rules. You're like, okay, that's interesting.
1: In any event, I'm probably going to watch Groundhog Day next. Yeah. And then I also have, I think I'm, I'm going to try to knock like a weird one out. Like one that I'm not as like interested in and see if I get surprised, um, which would be Dick Tracy or Dutch. We have both of those. So Really? <clears throat>
0: well, Dutch is a Thanksgiving movie. Okay. So that would line up with Thanksgiving. Some of them are just on there because I love them. Some of them are on there because I think they have to be, like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You have to watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas at least once. It's not yeah. like a favorite movie. I, I don't. When I see it on TV, I don't go, oh, sweet. Fear and loathing. But it's a fucked up bizarre movie. <clears throat> it's worth watching for sure.
3: And I, I approve of this list heavily. I went through it and I think I only had like I went I mean anything that I hadn't seen in like twenty years and couldn't recall anything substantial about, I, I wrote down I and mean, then anything I for sure had like just never seen once all the way through. And I think I only had six that were in both categories and only three that I could say truly were like ones I had never seen before. <clears throat>
0: Well, there's some decisions I made with Amanda in mind. Like Milk Money, that was purely an Amanda Ed Harris decision.
2: Yeah. I love Ed Harris.
0: But I have a weird attachment to that movie
3: as well. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> milk Money, Born Yesterday, King Ralph, these all like float in the same arena for me. Unlawful Entry was targeted at both of you, uh, hoping that you would watch that together. Oh, yeah, Unlawful Entry. <laughs> we Nathan and I watched this together when we were very young.
2: Oh.
0: Which one?
3: Unlawful entry is that the
0: one with uh... That's where you fell in love with Madeline Stowe. Yes, Madeline Stowe. Yeah, yeah. Rayo. She, she was your girlfriend. Kurt Is
1: it a butt thing? A butt thing.
0: No, I don't know.
1: Is and that it's... the unlawful entry?
0: Well, there is. <laughs>
3: you are right in that there is unlawful digitation. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh,
0: uh, scent of a woman also I think is Thanksgiving related. <clears throat> okay. And and it's a iconic movie from the perspective of like. Cultural impact, shit that he says in the movie, and it has one of the best like Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, scenes. <laughs> like when did Pacino start yelling? It was here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his his performance, some of it's ridiculous. <clears throat> hooah, hooah, great right ass. <laughs> That's heat.
2: That's,
3: <laughs> That's heat. Who is it? There's some podcasts I listen to. I can't remember now, but that they, they play that. That that fucking clip so often. Uh, All right. Okay. Speaking of great asses, I have to bounce.
0: (laughs) Wow. 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 Wow.
3: A man and I were just talking the other day in the bathroom (laughs) about how we had an ass Dorian Gray picture of Dorian Gray situation where (laughs) she hoards all of it and then I suffer (laughs) with none. I don't know that I understand this joke. Well, the picture of Dorian Gray, like it, there's a magical picture in his attic that ages. He gets to stay the same, and the picture of him ages. As long as nobody looks at the picture, then he is relatively immortal.
0: Oh, that's what Dorian Gray's about? Yep. Yeah. Oh.
1: So, as long as nobody looks at Daniel's ass, which they won't, mine just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger as his disappears into his thighs.
3: Until eventually it will consume me from behind like an imploding star. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> now that's I know you're Jesus. thinking right now Nathan you're like oh that's what that boring high school book was all about I had no idea there was actually a cool concept don't be fooled
2: no it sounds boring it's still super
1: boring it's still
3: super boring. Yeah. yeah. oh it, what happens cool when someone looks about. at the painting it's like a curious case of Benjamin Button can't do it I think it's mentioned like once at the beginning and then maybe once at the end when somebody finds the painting and looks at it and kills them and then the rest of the time it's like oh I'm so rich and I have all these love affairs and I'm so sad <laughs> oh there you go. If anybody's doing a book report, you're welcome. <laughs> you're
1: welcome. <laughs> we just we just cliff notes that for you.
2: Gatsby.
3: I'm um, so sad. I didn't think they did they did, did, did things in the war and maybe nobody loves me. Oh, I had so much sex. Oh I'm so sad.
0: What's the thing about Great what 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 is the thing about Great Gatsby? What is the big deal there? I don't know. We're all empty and no matter how
3: much you surround yourself with life.
1: With opulence and things and
3: you're always in a state of entropy, especially if you're suffering from PTSD and not admitting it to yourself. moby <sighs> Dick is just like, oh, I can't get this whale. It's such an ominous metaphor for my entire life. Oh, I can't get it. And, uh, we killed each other. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: <my God. sighs> I was trying to find uh, that horror thing. Yeah, I'm going to have to come up with a good one. It's oh, tough. I'm in a
1: curiosity. It's of is good, too like a horror anthology
0: cabinet of oh I saw the poster for that I think yeah it's Guillermo
3: del Toro's like anthology horror anthology show like creep show or tales in the crypt except that it's like it's good they're very good and they all have like a very central monster creature that they focus on which is done very well too so it's like a monster effects guys playground
0: interesting <laughs> Yeah, I find with the anthology stuff, it doesn't it doesn't lend to binge watching as much. You just you finish one episode, you're like, okay, I'm good, and then you you don't come back around to it for a while.
3: Yeah, and in most cases, I was there's like a oh, there's a one great one. Eighty percent are forgettable or even bad, and then maybe a couple of mediocres. These have all been solid, even if there's like the, the actual core story <coughs> is not something that's usually up my alley. They've all they're all executed well.
0: Kind of like Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A few quick comments before we exit. Um, A few movies that didn't make this lineup or were considered and got booted. The menu got booted. I'll tell you why. Do you know what the menu is?
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, I do. Anya Taylor-Joy's eyes super far apart in a room full of people eating food.
0: Right. Yeah. And the first trailer looked kind of fun. And then the longer trailer showed that they were hunting people in the woods. And I was like, oh, hunting people. I'm out. (laughs) <laughs>
3: That's so funny I have to keep an eye on this 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 genre trope that you don't like <laughs> uh, what's, what's the one with Woody Harrelson Where there's like rich people on a boat
1: Oh the boat the thing else. We did that one
0: Triangle of Sadness
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Did it end up being boring Did one of you guys watch that
0: We haven't watched it yet We may never It's the kind of trailer that you get excited about You're like oh this looks great This looks really interesting and fun Then you never watch it Yeah Did anybody Perhaps. watch The Square No, no. There you go The uh, The Fablemans Uh, considered that for five seconds and then I read that it was Steven Spielberg doing a biopic about his own life and I was like get the fuck out of my face it looked masturbatory it was or it is Uh, and also she said movie about the investigation into Harvey Weinstein
1: oh the Harvey Weinstein thing Right. yeah
0: so I saved you from those think about that right Think about that as you go off with your bums, big and small. Think
2: <laughs> think about that, okay? And you're welcome. And thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.